TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound Presents Nerd Shit. Hope you guys are having a good day, and we are back with another Harry Potter Universe Theory episode. We are on episode three of Is Hagrid a Death Eater episode. Uh, we are here with Alec, as always, and yeah. our mother is back. Becky, say hi to everybody. Hi, but you said that kind of aggressively. Our mother. Yeah, man, I, I'm just talking. So I talk. <laughs> The the person who unfortunately gave birth to us, who had the uh, audacity <laughs> to give birth. Yeah, well, you know, Alec, you're there because I didn't want Randy to live life alone. Well, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Cause another life to suffer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we're uh, we're back uh, with another one. So the last two episodes, we focus on. Uh, Sorcerer Stone, Chamber Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. Found out that uh, I'm illiterate. <laughs> Alec can't read. <laughs> I had to take over. Randy uh, can't speak. I, I can't speak. I mess up words. English major. Communication not, major, not by the way. Different. Two completely different things. I only know one type of communication, and you can't do it, dog. That's all I'm saying. You only know one type of communication? Yeah, I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> we found that out. I don't know. I don't know what like texting is. I only, I only know talking. <laughs> uh, wait, you, yeah. you guys should have went to better schools. Where are your parents? Maybe. Oh wait, never mind. Probably like helped. Brady's that bad in comparison. No, UW lacrosse was a two win a state. So it's not bad. Uh, but yeah. So we're on Goblet of Fire. Uh, this one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, for people listening at home. It is completely different than the movies. The books in the movies are... This is where the Harry Potter universe separates from the book, in my opinion, completely. Uh, the book and the movie are as different as you could possibly be without switching the story to something new. Uh, so this theory, obviously, is all dependent on the book. So when we're talking about it, uh, let's try to keep away from the movies for this one, just because... It doesn't match. <laughs> uh, so much stuff happens in a book that doesn't happen in the movies. Characters are admitted uh, in the movie compared to the book. So, yeah. Uh, so, in summary, uh, and if you haven't listened to other episodes, uh, there's a Reddit page of a man who went through all the books and was trying to figure out uh, points where Snape showed his double spy life. And ended up figuring out that Hagrid was actually a double spy and worked for Voldemort the whole time. Uh, so we're reading his summary. He has a 21-page summary, so it's long. And that's why we're breaking up into parts. And we are in Goblet of Fire, so here we go. Uh, in Goblet of Fire, we see the following from Hagrid. Hagrid coordinated with Crouch Jr., disguised as Moody, to deliver Harry to Voldemort. Hagrid illegally and unethically cheated in the Triwizard Tournament. And Hagrid saved Voldemort's wand. And here's the evidence. Uh, Hagrid has an established relationship with Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, Mad-Eye Moody, sec uh, secretly Barty Crouch Jr., using Polyjuice Potion, is a Death Eater sent by Voldemort to ensure Harry wins the Triwizard Tournament. 
Moody's shown to be very aloof and unfriendly with just about anyone. In the chapter The Hungarian Horntail in Book 4, Hagrid is spotted in Hogsmeade sitting alone in a private conversation with him. Hagrid is couched low and obviously trying not to be overheard, in stark contrast to how he was yelling in the previous book with the Minister of Magic talking about stay, uh, Sirius Black. There is no established prior relationship between Hagrid and Moody, or any reason they would go off to Hogsmeade for a private drink together, especially one in which they are conspiring. Uh, conspiring. Once they get up to leave, Crouch Moody spots Harry under their visibly cloak. Uh, Hagrid soon after extends his secret invitation to Harry to preview the first task. This advanced warning of the first task for Harry is obviously one of the things they discuss in their hushed, secretive conversation. Hagrid is the only adult we know to have a good one-on-one -on -one relationship with Crouch, uh, who loops in the supposedly honest Hagrid in a plot to unethically cheat for Harry in the Triwizard Tournament. Given the lengths that Crouch is going to in order to conceal his identity, as well as the extreme sensitive sensitivity of the operation, it's incredible that he trusts Hagrid as much as he does. The most likely explanation for this is that Hagrid actually knows uh, that Moody is Crouch, uh, that they have an established relationship, and the same goal, get Harry to the Triwizard Cup and thus to Voldemort. Uh, so that was Chunk. What do you think of that first take? Uh, of the bar scene where he tells Harry to come meet him later in the Forbidden Forest. So for the for the Triwizard Tournament, they get their names pulled, correct? Out of the Magic Goblet? Yeah. So even if there was this elaborate plan, how did his name come out of the Magic Goblet? Hagrid uh, had nothing to do with that. True, but it was still Moody. Like, remember, this is him and Moody are working together to deliver Harry. So Moody... It's we know that it's Moody who fixed the uh, the the Triwizard Cup to pull out his name, which uh, lore wise, even in the book, uh, Dumbledore asked if he had another student put his name into the Triwizard Cup, which apparently would have worked. Because why would he ask that specific question if that wasn't a thing that could work? Dispel that. But if Moody knew that that was going to happen, he could have told Hagrid anything to get... Because Hagrid may not have known at the time, right? Because this is before he was picked? No, no, this is... After this is, Yeah, this is before the first event. So this is when Hagrid takes Harry to look at the dragons. Before they do it, Harry sneaks into Hogsmeade in the invisibility cloak. And ends up going into Hogs uh to the bar and sees Crouch and Hagrid talking. talking. Crouch sees Harry with his eye and tells Hagrid that Harry's there. Harry bumps into him and says, Hey, I need you to come meet me later in the Forbidden Forest. But Hagrid, I mean, he could have asked Hagrid to show him the dragons because Hagrid loves dragons. But why would Hagrid cheat, knowing that this is a very important tournament? Because he loves Harry. But why would he cheat, though? Isn't, well, isn't Hagrid supposed to be, like, goody, a good guy that... But he didn't know he was cheating. He just thought it was cool to show his friends the dragons. They didn't know which dragon they were going to face. Damn, you telling me Hagrid too dumb to realize that that's cheating? He's just too kind-hearted. Why, why he hide them from everyone, then? Because they're dangerous. They had to be put away somewhere. So that but... they weren't running around <laughs> loose. 
But the whole purpose was that the students aren't supposed to know what's coming. And if this is really Mad-Eye Moody, who was part of uh, Dumbledore's, not Dumbledore's army, but the Order of the Phoenix, which apparently Hagrid was also part of, he would know that Hagrid can't be trusted with secrets. So to tell Hagrid something like this, in the hopes that he tells Harry, but doesn't tell anybody else, it seems like something Mad-Eye Moody wouldn't do in the iteration that they're trying to build his character unless he knows a secret about Hagrid. Yeah, but who's to say the secret is Death Eater? It could be something else. Yeah, true, and that, that's what that's what we're here to uh, try to. I mean, you you see you, it, you see everything going back to everything with Voldemort and all that, but Dumbledore was just as pre- much present in influencing the things that a lot of people did. Oh, true. Okay, next one. Uh, Hagrid cheats for Harry in the Triwizard Tournament, coordinating with Crouch to deliver Harry to Voldemort. Uh, without Hagrid, Harry wouldn't wouldn't have. Without Hagrid, Harry never would oh, have been. The beginning of the podcast, huh? No, he he worded it weird. Without oh. Hagrid, Harry never would have been able to win the Triwizard Tournament. Hagrid pressured Harry to compete, gave him insider information, conspired and cheated on his behalf. Only two people knowingly cheated for and contributed to Harry's success: uh, Moody and Hagrid. Who conspired together. The end result is Harry being delivered to Voldemort's trap, uh, taking the port key to the graveyard and restoring Voldemort's body. Hagrid contributed to Harry's success in the following ways. Hagrid planned with Moody to unethically provide advance notice of tasks ahead of time. The dragon. Hagrid escorted Harry to the site of the first task in order to observe the dragons and ahead of the time and make uh, preparations. Crouch conspired with Hagrid to... uh, plan and relay to Harry. Further, uh, Hagrid is aware of illicit nature of the activity and has told Harry to bring his invisibility cloak to not get caught. Uh, Hagrid, the new Care for Magical Creatures professor, assigned his students with raising blast and its scoops. Harry even helped Hagrid outside of class with the biggest and uh, feistiest of them. Blast and its were one of the maze's challenges, which Harry was uh, well prepared for over the other uh, competition. Uh, competitors who were unfamiliar with them. Hagrid was undoubtedly involved in preparing the challenges given his uh, extensive experience of many of the Triwizard creatures. One challenge, giant spiders. Uh, For example, Hagrid knows for a fact Harry has dealt successfully in the past with them. Uh, Hagrid was the very person who did introduce uh, Harry to the uh, Arach... I can't remember say that. Whatever, the big stupid spiders that can talk. Or one can talk. Uh, between Crouch and Moody and Hagrid, the only parts of the tournament Harry did not have in unfair, uh, fair advantage on were with the Sphinx and the Limbo Mist. Uh, all of Hagrid's careful preparation served to deliver Harry to Voldemort on a silver platter. So essentially, he's they're saying that the whole Triwizard Cup from classes to what they talked about was setting up Harry to succeed, which is true. Harry made it through the tournament not because of his own skill, but because of all the help he got. He got the warning from the dragon and then help from everybody and figuring out he could fly. Then he got help from, again, Moody and people about getting uh, the stuff so he could breathe underwater, which Dobby gives him. 
And then again, in the final one, he was prepared because he had already met some of these creatures and dealt with some of these creatures where other students would never have had the opportunity to do that. So then where does Cedric Diggory fit in all this? What do you mean? Because he's in the in the tournament. Yeah, he's just he's all the way to the end and, and dies because of he's just a bystander. Just unfortunate. He like he wasn't supposed to make it through the maze. Because uh, you had to remember, Harry saves him and brings him to the end. That mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to happen. Harry, they were predicting that Harry's uh, will to win at this point would outride his will to be good, and and also they would believe that the students know that they're not going to let any of the students actually be hurt. So they're assuming Harry would move on. Like, oh, that sucks. Diggory got caught up. I don't need to help him. They're not going to let him get hurt or die or anything like that. But Harry being who he was took it as just like he did in the swimming portion that they were literally going to let these kids die because he's been told that kids die in the Triwizard Tournament. So he went back to help him. So he wasn't supposed to be there. They were trained on the fact that Harry's competitiveness and his trust of uh, authority figures would have let, made him keep going, which he did it. Okay, so but then but then you've got the one thing you're missing in you know with everything Hagrid was giving him assistance in. Um, Crouch is the one that taught Harry Avada Kedavra weeks before, just weeks before all of that happened. But you got to remember, this is assuming that Crouch and uh, Hagrid are working together. That Hagrid knows. That Crouch is actually is, or that Moody is actually Crouch. So they're working together to deliver Harry to Voldemort. So when you think about them in this context, the author is trying to say, or the author of this theory is trying to say that they're working together to bring Harry. So Moody is teaching them spells and giving them hints, while Hagrid is also teaching him how to handle the creatures that he that he knew were going to be in the tournament that were going to be in the maze. He knew way beforehand. That's why he was raising these creatures. So he knew probably what other creatures were going to be in there because he probably provided some of them. Uh, and so, like, they're working together because they could hit it from multiple angles. Okay. <laughs> Is that an okay defeat? No, it's not okay defeat. It's okay. It's your opinion. I still, I still believe that Hagrid was just the victim of being pulled between both sides. And, uh, he was to do, and he was trying to do what was right. He liked making friends. And because people knew they could use him, they made him feel respected, or at least they made him feel like he belonged. I don't know. I feel like so the evil just, guys don't give two shits about how someone feels. No, but they know if they made him feel safe with them. He would do things that they suggested, or they said, hey, you should do this, it'll help Harry. And he was, oh, you're right, because I want Harry around. And he would go help Harry, thinking they were helping him out. My only argument with that is, the Death Eaters' uh, past and future at this point, with how they handle... Uh, coercing people to do their bidding 
would I don't see them doing anything to make Hagrid feel good. Uh, yeah, but Hagrid, Hagrid was their inside until Harry was dead, and until they could go to their war, which they do at the end. Um, there's they needed someone on the inside, just like Snape was a dual. They had they also had Hagrid as a backup. So, so you're saying Hagrid was a Death Eater? No, he was in there as a backup for information and to persuade. He was not in there as a Death Eater. Was there someone that they could sway? But but just like what I'm saying is, so when they take over the Ministry, their plan to take over the Ministry was not anything they didn't like. Oh, hey, if you come with us, we'll give you a million dollars. It was, hey, come with us or we'll kill your family. Or, hey, here's this spell. I now uh, control you. So why would they do something different from Hagrid when they've never done any kind of like kind manipulation to anybody else in the series? Okay, so, Especially when so it was so not- easy for them to infiltrate Hogwarts. Yeah, but but Hagrid was cared about Harry, Hermione, Ron, and that could be the what they had on him. Hey, you need to do this, or they're going to be in danger, or they're going to die. <laughs> was that the point though? Was to kill Harry? Well, okay, okay, Gil. On that, if it was to kill Harry. And Hagrid was a friend of friend and close with him. And if Hagrid was a Death Eater, why didn't he just take his when he when he was first in school or when he had him as a baby? Why didn't he just choke him out, snap his neck, whatever? He's a big guy. Harry's tiny. Why the did he do that at any time? The same reason Snape never did. Like that was the argument that, Snape, that, was that in, uh, Snape was in love with his mom, and it was a it was something that he yeah like most was devoted to do. Yeah, it, like but until he saw Harry's eyes. He hated Harry. Yeah, he saw Harry's eyes. James Potter, and then he sees Harry's eyes, and it's Lily. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason he, like, if, even if he was a Death Eater this whole time, it's the only reason he would never killed Harry is because of his eyes. Uh, and the only reason, but Hagrid couldn't kill Harry because, one, Dumbledore sent him, so if he came back with a dead Harry Potter, Dumbledore would probably kill Hagrid. Right, but there was plenty of op- other opportunities. But it's the same, like, so if they're planning, if Snape, uh, if Voldemort came back and is inside the body of, what's his name, and they, they're talking, uh, Professor uh, Quell, uh, if he knows Voldemort's there, and they talk, and Voldemort has a plan to come back and starts with the Sorcerer's Stone, doesn't work, Voldemort goes off somewhere, but they still are in communication, because uh, he goes and finds more people to inhabit, uh, animals and stuff, they're still in communication, and they find another way to resurrect Harry. Can't kill Harry. Once Voldemort comes back, he commands them not to kill Harry multiple times. So it is known that he wants to be the one to kill Harry, which after is part the of the first prophecy. fight. After the after, first fight. After all the fights. After he comes back, he wants no one to touch Harry Potter. Ever. He wants to do it. That's why the prophecy ends okay, up working. So, then, so why in all the secrecy and why couldn't Hagrid just take Harry somewhere and with nobody knowing because they all trusted him and just deliver him to Voldemort without all these because well, then there would be seven books okay we're <laughs> um, and also when <laughs> when would he have that opportunity just to like take Harry somewhere well he could have taken Harry Hermione and Ron but when like you go when? to Hogs you go to Hogsmeade there's teachers there's people that see you times, there how many times were they down in his in his shack how many times did they sneak down there how many times were they hiding there all the time, but he still to leave. You have there to was go an through a. There, there wasn't, op- and they didn't know about the uh, the whomping willow thing, the tree that 
there was a passageway out of there that everyone snuck out of. Not Hagrid probably didn't know about that. He's too big. But doesn't mean that he couldn't leave and tell Harry and those guys to meet him on the other side, and he meet him there. True, but then he still, but like uh, I was saying, no, like, no, you can't fight that one. I'm, I'm how, what do you mean I can't fight that one? That one. <laughs> he he walks out the gate like they have protection, so Dumbledore knows everybody who leaves and comes in. So them going even through the the gate, I guarantee, or through the tree, that Dumbledore knows who leaves his school because he sets up the protections. Yeah, but he's has he's not there all the time. But he still has the magical protections there. It's, he doesn't leave well, the and the magic protections go away. Protections aren't that good then if all the kids can just go underneath a tree branch and voila, be out and drinking a butterbeer. But he, he knew what kids did it. He knew that uh, uh, James and them used the tree. And I guarantee he know he knew what the, uh, the Weasley uh, twins were doing with it. And so then, then when, I, they had the, when they had the car, why couldn't they have done something here? A grid if he was set it up so that the car crashed or crashed somewhere else that they could get to Harry at that point. What, how would Hagrid know about Ron's car? Well, if Dumbledore knew and he trusted him, he would have told him, hey. He, he, Dumbledore didn't know they were going to fly a car to school. But wait, you just said, but you just said he knows all that. He knows when people come in, in and out of his school. Okay, so they came in and then they went back out. When did they go back out? Because the car was like, they found it in the forest, and then they went out again. Because the car, never mind, you're just, you're, you'll see, you'll, you'll figure it out. Because they had the car in there twice. First time they, they crashed it. So they have the, and so they in. the car in the forest, again. In, uh, in Chamber of Secrets, when the car happens, they fly it in, crashes into Wappy Willow. They uh-huh. fall, everything happens, and it disappears into Forbidden Forest, which is still part of the school. That's right. still like that. The Forbidden Forest is protected. It's part of his range of protection. This car stays in the forest. And then when they go and find the spiders, because Hagrid tells them, go to the freaking spiders for some reason, uh, the car saves them and then drops them off in back into by Hagrid's place and then goes back into the forest because now it's a wild car. Yeah, and then so we never see it again. That you know of. You never see Harry meeting with Voldemort, and suppose he's or Agrid meeting with Voldemort, and all of a sudden he's he's his number one. That's not in the book anywhere, but you're assuming that. So why can't you assume that the car came, and that those guys were able to come and go with the car? Because they would have they would have mentioned if they were leaving the school in a car. Really? All right. I I think you're going wild with the car now. You're going wild with the car. Did you die? Oh, did our internet die? You still there? Hello? Did she get mad? Yeah, she rage quit. No, did can you hear me yet? Yeah, no, no, we can't. Rage quit. I don't know I, because I just I was tired of listening to you and I said that done. I'm joking. <laughs> no, why? If you keep saying you know that Hagrid is Voldemort's number one. But yet you never see anything or anything indicating that they've ever met. It's just through word of mouth from other people that were too scared of Voldemort and were trying to find other people to blame and find fall people if something went bad that they were supposed to do. Hagrid's a perfect shoo-in for that. Be friends with them, get him to do things, and if it goes bad, then it's on him, not me. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying, 
before I move on, there's a lot more proof that Hagrid had communication with Voldemort since he knew who Voldemort was from a young age than Harry, Ron, and Hermione finding a wild beast car and flying around the property. That, again, soon as they got in the car and flew out of the... tried to fly out of Hogwarts, uh, Dumbledore would have known because of the protection. <laughs> I was just using that as an example, that the car... You know, you'd never know if they do anything further with the car because it's not in the book, but it doesn't mean that it couldn't have happened. It couldn't, you know, there could have been other things that they did that weren't in the book. Oh, yeah, 100%. So it's kind of the same thing you're saying with Hagrid, supposedly having all these secret meetings, and that's never in the book. It's just assumed. So I'm just assuming that they did something with the car, and if they had left the school with the car at some point and got away with it, that's when Hagrid, if he was a Death Eater, could have done something to bring them directly to Voldemort. That's my argument. And we'll let the fans decide. Comment below. <laughs> who's more likely to be right? The proof that Hagrid meets up with people all the time in shady locations, or this magical car that all of a sudden is coming back and helping the kids? No, I'm just playing. Uh, so the next one uh, of the... Uh, things was Hagrid uh, kept Voldemort's wand safe for 13 years. I'm interested in this one. I want to see how he equates it. Uh, Voldemort's wand, which Ollivander sold uh, when he was 11, is a Yule wand with a phoenix core feather and twin to Harry Potter's wand. This is the wand that he took to the Potter residence to kill Lily and James. Later, we see Voldemort has his wand in this graveyard duel with Harry Potter where the cores connect in book four. Uh, we also see him reference using it in his conversation with Snape in Book 7. Uh, the chapter, the Elder Wand, uh, Elder Wand, Voldemort says, My wand of you did everything of which I asked it, Severus, except to kill Harry Potter. Twice it failed. After 13 years of hiding, how did Voldemort get his wand back? In a world where a third year who is expelled has their wand snapped in half, I would guess the darkest wizard of all time should have it destroyed as well. But instead, Voldemort's wand was already in the robes provided to him when he got his body back in book four. Uh, Purari in the Quantum demonstrates that his last spell from his wand uh, were the curse, the curses cast in the Potter residence as well as the recent activity in preparation for the tournament, meaning nobody else used it from his dis disappearance to his resurrection. There were only a few people present immediately after the Potter's murder who could have taken uh, Voldemort's wand. Hagrid arrived first and collected Harry to deliver to Dumbledore and the Dursleys. Sirius arrived second. Hagrid references to Dumbledore in the first chapter of book one that he arrived before the place was swarming with muggles. Uh, we know Sirius gave his motorbike to Hagrid at this point and left in pursuit of Wormtail, whom he found a short time later. Sirius was immediately arrested. That means that if Sirius took the wand, it would have ended up in the Ministry's hands. Uh, Sirius never mentions the wand, which would be a fairly huge plot point to omit to Harry and the Order later on. If the wand was left at the residence, the Ministry would have acquired it when they searched the house, and especially to keep Muggles from taking it. Uh, this leaves Hagrid as the only possible person to have collected Voldemort's wand as uh, Hagrid. Uh, no one else made it to the scene before the Muggles in the Ministry, but those two, if Sirius and the Muggles or the Ministry collected the wand, it would not have ended up in his robes at the graveyard. It would have been snapped in half. A Death Eater had to have obtained the wand prior to his conversation and likely destruction, and Hagrid is the only available option. So essentially saying uh, the wand, by all means of deduction, 
should have been either found by the ministry, found by uh, muggle officers, officers, or taken by the two people who were we know we know where was there, which is uh, Sirius or Hagrid. And Wormtail was what? Um, Sirius was going after Wormtail, so obviously he was nearby. No, Sirius went to track down Wormtail. Yeah, so it doesn't mean that Wormtail wasn't there watching in the window, and when it went bad, just went and grabbed the wand and took off running and scared. Because isn't there a point in one of the books where Voldemort tells him how much he is one of his most valued people? Tells Wormtail that? He mentions, yeah, that Wormtail came back to him uh, and helped him be resurrected. Okay. But where did Wormtail hide? Like, if we're assuming that Wormtail snuck in under Hagrid's nose and under Sirius's nose... Now, we're assuming that he was able to pick up the wand as the tiny little rat and carry a wand away. And then this is a thing where we don't know how transfiguration works. We know that when they transfigure, they have their wand. Uh, But do they keep all their other stuff with them? Like, we don't know how that works. So that can be a possibility that he, he did sneak in as a rat, bit it, ran off, transformed, and hit it before... He was found by Sirius, or maybe when he transfigured into a rat, uh, everything he had on him stayed on him for 13 years. We just don't know. So this one is debatable, but in like just how it's played out in the books and in our mind, it does seem likely that Hagrid, the Ministry, or Sirius would have taken it. Well, Hagrid... Would, was too curious about, I mean, if he put his broken wand together back and put it in his umbrella to try to use it, why in the world wouldn't he at least try to use Voldemort's wands to see what it would do? Because he was that curious about magic. But if we're going off the assumption that Hagrid is working for Voldemort and that Voldemort has secretly trained Hagrid, he would have respected the wand and never touched the wand. It's Hagrid. He would have touched it. Especially if he, you're thinking Hagrid, good guy would have touched it. Yeah, Hagrid, he's, curious yeah. guy. Curious, curious Hagrid. That's where I'm at. Don't. <laughs> yeah, bad Hagrid. He's curious Hagrid. He's lovable Hagrid. He is bad Hagrid. Everything is just it's damning. All this stuff is damning. Then like it gets more and more damning for him. I'm telling you, like this the wand thing is really is a good point. Like it it's really looking like he took the wand. And like you said, he would take the, like if it even if he is a good guy and he's curious, he walks in and he sees a wand just laying on the floor by Harry, probably honestly in his crib. He takes it. Uh it, but it seems like something if he took it and he was a good guy, it's something that at some point he would have messed up and told somebody. All right, so here's another thing, you got all the horcruxes out there. Who's to say one of the spells with the Horcrux was if anything happened to Voldemort that that his final Horcrux had whatever sent the wand somewhere. That his wand, if he was to die, there was a spell or something with all of the Horcruxes out there that his wand went somewhere. That's possible. But then be devil's advocate, how would Wormtail get it? Well, I'm just adding that as another option. 
Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, as a devil's advocate, how would, to defeat your, your point, how would Wormtail have gotten a wand? Because he was there with Voldemort to kill Harry and his parents. So he was obviously a close ally to Voldemort. He was sneaky. He was a sneaky little bastard. Creepy at that, too. This is where I disagree. And, and this is why I'll disagree with that point. Voldemort trusted, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, he trusted Wormtail with a 0. So I don't think he would have brought Wormtail with him because in the back of his mind, he still thinks this could be a setup to kill him. And that's one less person there that he has to worry about. And the reason I say this is because he rewards uh, Voldemort with a new hand, but that new hand had a ticking time bomb in it for the next time that he even flinched at not helping Voldemort and it killed him. So the, I, I see zero trust in Voldemort to do anything with Wormtail outside wow. of letting Wormtail feed him and like do this little potion magic thing that he has set up with Crouch. Because I think, honestly, I think like it, it doesn't specifically say it, but Crouch breaking, uh, breaking free and going and finding Voldemort in them. I think he's the reason Voldemort and Wormtail are together is because of Crouch. I think Crouch ended up finding running to Wormtail in some like hitting uh death eater spot that they knew about. And then they ended up finding Voldemort together in another one of these spots and wherever they find him out in like uh some European vampire state. I just think Wormtail is a slimy dude that no one liked at all. No one trusted. Like, they let him be around, but no one trusted him. But he doesn't have to. I mean, those are the per best people because they're not only your scapegoat, but like you said, he had something set up that if he betrayed, it was instant death. So there was no worry about that. Well, that, that's after he's been resurrected. How, how do you know that wasn't there to begin with? Because it's a silver hand that he gives back to Peter after Peter cuts off his hand. Oh, you're right. It's been a while. I should have read, read the books again before all this. My memories are still trapped. I can't read very well, but my memories are still trapped. Yeah, and, dog, you probably had to reread read the page like 15 times. So, like, <laughs> that and, that and uh, Google is his friend. I didn't Google anything. All this comes from my head. Yeah. What he said, let me read what he said. Yeah, it's all from your head. On Reddit. You know, I, I don't need your attitude in this episode. Gotcha. Uh, I'm reading his theory and then putting my own opinion into it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I'm regretting. Just, I'm regretting taking you to all the Harry Potter movies when you're growing up. Just so you know. You should. You should. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna ruin them all for you because I have other stuff planned right, in the future. Let's do, let's do the Pokemon ones after this, then. Oh, you can't handle the Pokemon theories, ma. <laughs> Pokemon theories are too much. He was dead all the time. It was in a coma. No, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was the Goblet of Fire. And the next one, we'll go look at Order of the Phoenix and the Half Blood Prince. 
And then in the final episode, we will look at the Deathly Hollows. Uh, and then we'll decide then if there's enough evidence to convict Hagrid as a Death Eater or if you still believe he is a good guy. Uh, I did good today. I defended him very well today. <laughs> you did. You did. You came. You came. You came out aggressive, and uh, you made some very valid points. And then I destroyed those valid points. No, you think uh, you did. <laughs> we'll find out. Comment below who won in today's episode because now it's a competition. Uh, <laughs> anything you guys want to say before we wrap up the episode? No. Nope. Well, that's it. As always, uh. You can find us on Podbean at H. Wow, I can't. I don't even know our own website name. Uh, hypothetically, South Present. So, hspnerdshit.podbean.com. You can find us on YouTube where there is a uh, live video, I guess so you could call it, a video of the podcast. Uh, we do gaming. We do other stuff. Uh, so, thank you guys very much for being a part of this today. And uh, until next time. Free Hagrid! Free Hagrid. All right, we're good. Free evil. <laughs> we ain't free evil. Oh, you're evil. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full on edited video versions of the podcast please visit us at youtube.com slash hypothetically sound.